himself, Abner Suarez. Hey, thank you. You can be seated. Thank you. Good to be home. Hey, do you got that video? Up. Oh, just want to invite you to this next month. You can go be a chaplain, but you can come to our school first. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, there we go. You're invited to join us June 2nd and 3rd. I'm amazed at what God does in encounter schools. Uh, if you've never heard of Amanda Anderson, she's an incredible worship leader. She's from uh, Myrtle Beach. And uh, every school has the same focus. It's to teach you to cultivate your life of intimacy with the Lord. But every school comes out a little different. So come to the beach, take a vacation, and join us. It's Friday and all day Saturday. So you're feeling it? Okay. Okay, vacation beach. Also, uh, we have a resource table back there. Uh, it's called Faith 101. It's a subject the Lord's been just constantly uh, unveiling to me. And it's a DVD teaching also, our teaching notes back there. You can do anything God tells you by faith. Everything's possible with God. And um, I've been a privilege to be a lot of really powerful things. But at the beginning of the year, we started uh, in Dunn, where I live igniting Azusa East and it I have high expectations but this surpassed my highest expectation and if you live in the state of North Carolina really really encourage you to get these teachings here and then um, new book we have in our bookstore called the Jesus fast you can uh, change the world without ever leaving your living room through prayer and fasting and uh, if you feel connected with us you should partner with us because we're really good ground and the grace on my life adds to your life. Uh, I do feel like I have a word uh, to share with you. It's significantly longer than the one I shared this morning, which was about 15 minutes. But it's early. It's only 1245 at New Day. <laughs> Sometimes I get up here at 1.30, so we're good to go. So <laughs> That's right. It, Pastor Chad just began in Martinsville. Uh, but I, I feel like uh, just when you were saying, uh, I didn't say this when you were receiving the offering, but I felt yesterday when I came in and you were saying about hundredfold return, I want to encourage the people, uh, many of you who are so faithful to the Lord, to call in your return, that it was time to call in your financial return on what God had for you. 
Do you know, uh, I've discovered one of the reasons why people will faithfully give just because they know it's the right thing to do, but they, a lot of them don't get that part where you can actually expect the return. Jesus gave a son so he could get many sons and daughters. That's not greed, that's Bible. 30, 60, 100 full. Finance is in the word, so you can believe God for a 100 full return. I, I just felt something in this room. Just, eh, some people are like, eh, eh. <laughs> so, anyway, so I just, I really believe that's a word for the Lord for this house. And the, the, this, this scripture, you ever have scriptures just go through your mind for months and months and months? One of them is, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you. And that's not just money, that's everything. And that's a word for every person in this room. Whatever mountain is in front of you, whatever challenge you've had is this week, God is able to make all grace abound towards you, to have all sufficiency. Polly, why don't you just lift your hands. In Jesus' name, I command life of God to come to every circumstance you're walking through. I say that you'll walk by faith and not by sight. I say that Jesus is holding your hand as you walk through. I break the power of the enemy that's tried to build roots in your mind, in your heart. I say you are free. You're free to walk. You're free to see heaven's resources on your behalf. And I say the lightnings of God are flowing in your life. I say you came here on a divine appointment. I say you will not leave the same because your perspective is changing and you're seeing God higher in every way in Jesus name. And I bless you. And the Lord says, don't give up. You're one of those. He's talking that he's, you're just going to you're going to fall over that finish line, but you're not going to fall. You're going to run like never before. I, when I looked over at you just uh, before I got up, I just saw that you felt like you were in a tunnel, but Jesus had his hand on your hand and you're walking through and he's giving you the glasses to see from his perspective. And it looks like a dark, a dark uh, path that you're on, but the light of God is going to uh, guide you every step of the path and you're going to break through and overcome and three specific things you're going to begin to see a change in the next three to six months because God is able to make all grace abound and the Lord says I have not left you alone I'm standing right beside you because you've put me first you will see my sufficiency in every good thing and the Lord is also breaking off of you condemnation, guilt, and things of mistakes you've made. And the Lord says, I, I have set you free from that, and you are free to walk out the path that I've called you to walk in. All right. If you have your uh, Bibles, uh, well, actually, just lift your hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for this great, great group of people. Thank you for the privilege of standing in front of them. Without you, I, can do, I can't do anything, but with you, I can do all things. And so, Father, fill me with your spirit. Thank you for the angel of revelation that's here, who gives us understanding, wisdom, and knowledge. And uh, let the word of the Lord go forth in the next few moments. Give people ears to hear and eyes to see. And thank you for the open door that you're giving us today. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you have your Bibles, let's turn to uh, Genesis 1. 
I want to talk to you about uh, living in the kingdom of God today. And I want to start in Genesis 1 because I always call Genesis 1 what God originally intended. And there are certain characteristics in there that are applicable to every New Testament believer. God has one foot in the Old Testament and one foot in the New, and, and it runs through the cross of Jesus. Two-thirds of uh, often what Jesus spoke was actually out of the book of Deuteronomy. And he would quote it consistently. So Genesis chapter 1. Then God said, this is obviously a creation story, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Keep that in mind because that's a really, really important part about who you are called to be according to our likeness. Excuse me. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over all the cattle, over all the earth, over all the earth, not, not below the earth, above the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. Then God said, God, then God blessed them and said to them, be, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And then uh, verse 31, then God saw everything that he had made. Indeed, it was very good. So evening and morning were the sixth day. Uh, before the foundation of the world, God had you in mind for this specific season in human history. And we know that God has no beginning and God has no end. The reason I say that, because Psalm 139 says this. He us, or he has many thoughts towards us. Paul later says in Ephesians that he has uh, um, that he knew us before the foundation of the world. So if God has no beginning and God has no end, then it's possible that you have been around in God's heart as long as God has been. And so he is very, 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 very specific in where in the time period that he placed you. And this is good news because you live in the greatest time to be alive. I'm happy that I live in a time where there's internet, running water, Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord, toilets. You think that's funny? I was in Haiti. There was no, they called it a hotel. I didn't see it as a hotel. But you were created for this specific time. And when God created humanity, he said you were very good. So part of the characteristics of given to humanity and given to every person in this room is that you were loved and you were made to know the affections of God. And you were and you were loved from a place of not having ever done anything. Say amen to that. <laughs> so here's the characteristics we read about. Number one, he gave dominion. Dominion means to subdue, to rule, to possess oneself. That's why we don't like to be told what to do because we weren't supposed to be dominated by anyone. There is something wrong in the human condition when systems are created to try and create what was in the garden where we want somebody to tell us what to do. Because you were born to define the environment around you, not to be defined by the environment around you. It's a God-given thing. That's why in the promise of utopia, you have things like communism and things like this. If you think about it, people have actually voted in communism because they think it's some sort of utopia, but they're actually being told what to do. It's against their human nature. Yeah. 
And he, make, he gives man dominion and he actually chooses. This is why he exalts his word above, above his name. Because once God made this decision, he couldn't go back on it. That's why he said he exalts his word above his name. He gave man the keys to govern the earth. And so now, from that moment forward, for the will of God to be accomplished on the earth, he had to find men and women. We, you see this in ancient Egypt where they actually looked at the kings as gods. They were representatives of God in the earth. So we, we know that God is in charge of the earth. He's just not responsible for everything that takes place. The heavens, even the heavens are the Lord, but the earth, the earth he has given to the children of men. Now it gets better. Humanity, so you were made to define the environment and you were made to actually have responsibility over yourself. That's why there's propaganda in this world that comes against that. There, there's a whole market now available to people that makes everyone a victim. It doesn't mean that we don't sympathize with difficulty, with tragedy. No, no. That, that, the posture of the believer is that. Except we don't make that the reason for why we do things. And you'll find out here in a minute, it doesn't matter what environment you're in, the kingdom of God can operate in your life. If you believe the propaganda, then that mindset will actually prevent you from breaking through. If you believe your skin color keeps you back in America, then that will actually stop your progress. It's true anyway. The blessing. That, man, this is so good. You were given a blessing by God. What is blessing? The favor bestowed by God himself. Bringing happiness and invoking favor. God's favor was released upon humanity to function in the task that he'd given. Now I'm spitting on my iPad. I'm happy about myself. <laughs> the blessing was given to be fruitful, multiply and fill the earth. What's fruitful? Producing good results. What did Jesus say? I have chosen you to bear much fruit. What? That will last. Multiply to become greater and greater. God's system is multiplication. The grace of increase is upon every believer. Fill. It means to consecrate. Peter would say in his epistle, You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Do you know in... Uh, in days, uh, let me see here, where is this? On days four through six, Jesus filled the earth with his creation and he gives us that very same commission. So here it is. Humanity was given dominion, favor and authority to subdue, the, to, to subdue the earth and ext uh, extend the, the dominion of God. Now, we'll see the power of choices and agreement, obviously, in the creation story. When Adam and Eve step out of the bonds of what God intended, the earth was altered. That's why Paul writes, the earth actually, the, the, the earth can actually feel and under, like they, they can identify with people who understand who they are in God. When I land in certain countries, I feel things. 
I can feel it. Well, I, don't, I, don't have, I don't have all the language for it. But the earth is actually waiting for the people of God to come into alignment so they know how to react to the proper authority. So the earth was corrupted, but also the DNA of man was corrupted and a system came into place that God never intended. We refer to this as simply the Babylonian system. Don't think Hal Lindsey, don't think charts, simply this. The Babylonian system is this, it is man's way of trying to make it in the world. And I touched on it in a minute. There's so many different philosophies. There's so many different things created out there that man has tried to invent to replicate what could only be found in the kingdom of God. Thank you for the one amen. And this whole world system was meant to put a birth. See, think about it. Adam and Eve. They didn't worry about what their children were going to eat. They didn't worry about where they were going to eat. Everything they had need of was in that garden. They didn't go, how are we going to pay the light bill? How is Junior going to get the money for Little League? What are we going to do about the future? Their, their primary task is enjoy God. Out of a place of enjoying God, they got to extend the dominion of God in the earth. They weren't worried about anything. And so when that system came into place, they began to think about themselves because it's really a narcissistic system. How am I going to make it? What am I going to do? And even if you quote unquote have success according to the world's eyes, the enemy still loves to put... And here's the thing, even if you got money in the world system, you can have lots of money. But the devil's a Judas. He'll steal it from you. There's some people I know make millions of dollars. They still don't have it. They're still living paycheck to paycheck. But it's all built to put pressure upon you. You were never meant to handle. Oh, Jesus, thank you for the Holy Ghost. I would, no, I'm very serious about this. Anxiety runs in my family. I'd probably be seeing a counselor every week and taking drugs without the wonderful Holy Spirit and deliverance. Come on. That thing's been cut off from my bloodline. I don't receive it. I was watching, I think I told this story, I was watching this documentary uh, like six months ago. It's fascinating. Uh, not like a show. I don't really watch these shows much. Except you introduced me to a good show. The police, I've never seen that. Police live. That's good stuff. <laughs> I've never seen that till last night. After we prayed, we did that. (laughs) We ate pizza. But it was a show about this young guy. I think he's about 31, 32. He's about to get married. And um, they're having this big wedding. But he's, he's he's a real estate agent in New York. He's got this, like, $12 million apartment in Manhattan. 30 employees under him. And, you know, his fiance is like, why aren't you helping me with the wedding? And he's like, woman, <laughs> you don't understand. I have a lot of responsibility now. I have, he's making millions of dollars. He says, but I have 30 employees that, that look to me to make sure they're okay. What is that? World system. He's carrying a yoke he could never handle himself. So he's worried. He's not sleeping. He's, all that stuff. And he's successful. 
Here's the good news. Jesus redeemed us from all that was lost in the garden. First Corinthians fifteen twenty three. But each one in his own order. Christ the first fruits. Afterward those who are Christ. Uh, no no no. Verse twenty two. For as in Adam all died, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. If you're in Christ, keep that in mind because that is an overwhelming theme of the of the reason that Jesus came. Jesus is consumed with life. Jesus is consumed so you wouldn't live with any difficulty in your mind, in your household, any strife. Jesus is consumed so that you would be blessed in everything you did. Jesus is consumed so the whole earth would be filled with the knowledge of God's glory. Jesus is consumed with life and not death. That's why you see in the world system. Abortion, killing, death, destruction, homosexuality cannot produce anything. I love them, but it cannot produce anything. It is not God's order. The most loving thing you can tell somebody is that's not how God made you. You're bound to a demon. And God is consumed with life for you. I, I've been ornery the last few weeks. I've been on a preaching roll. <laughs> what was once coveted to a nation has now been made available to all who call upon his name. Each characteristic given to humanity in the garden was actually approved upon in Jesus. But here's an important point. God gives to humanity this gift called choice. You have two choices in this world. You can choose to live from the kingdom of God, which is simply this. The king's domain, the king's dominion, and also, this is even better, God's way of doing things. Second system is a Babylonian system. It's humanity of ways of trying to make it in this world. It is a soulish, intellectual, far inferior way of living. But he gives everybody a choice. You have a gift of choice. Do you know today, tomorrow, every step of the way, we are supposed to be creating a legacy. Deuteronomy 30, 19 and 20. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you. Many people are waiting on God, and God is waiting for them to make a choice. I've been trying to do this almost every morning before I get out of bed. I said, thank you, God, because your mercies are new every day. I have set before you, there it is again, life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life, but keep this in mind, that both, it's not just about you, both you and your descendants may live. Thank God for godly parents who made godly decisions so I wouldn't have to live in unrighteous fruit. That you may love the Lord your God and obey His voice. You were created to obey the voice of God. You were created to be at rhythm with God in all that you do. That you may cling to Him, for He is your length and He is your light, He is your life. There it is again. And length of your days. That you may dwell in the land the Lord swore to your fathers. I'm telling you, this is a season where God wants to give the people of God land. 
to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Abner, and the Syrianis, and the Purdue's, and the Velasquez, the Millsaps. Just throw your name in there. You guys are doing really good today. I came here with a word from the Lord. I've always wanted to say that. And I did. (laughs) You were created to find your deepest satisfaction in the kingdom of God. The alignment of your life is somehow a little off. If Matthew 6.33 is not a choice in your life. What's Matthew 6? Seek first God's kingdom. The trajectory is a little off. This is a serious thing that God has called the group of people here in this room to do. This is not just come by and get a blessing. Come by and get a healing. Come by and get a prophetic word. This is the ecclesia that functions from heaven and earth. This is serious stuff. In the kingdom of, if the kingdom of God is not the primary pursuit of God in our lives, this is also important. Your soul will find a place in the world system to meet that need. And here's some quick principles and we'll talk about something. Here's some principles that govern the world. The Babylonian system has a right and authority in the world when the people of God serve the gods of this world. They have actually legal access to that place. Here's how Jesus put it in Luke, the fourth chapter. Luke 4, then the devil taking him high up on a mountain, notice that word mountain, it's very, very interesting there, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. So he showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time, then they're obviously kingdoms in this world. And he said to, said to him, all authority I will give and their glory for this has been delivered to me and I give it to whomever I wish. That's a fascinating statement. Because he understood, probably one of the first times in his life, he actually told the truth. He's actually not lying. Jesus does not challenge that statement from him. The reason he has legal authority is because of the choice Adam made. That's why Jesus is so beautifully brilliant. Therefore, this is really interesting. If you listen to someone talk long enough, they'll tell you where their devil is. No, I'm serious. Once we get past even all the religious facade, if you listen to... And normally when they go, you know, I'm saying this, but not because of this. It's usually because of this. (laughs) Therefore, this is interesting. You will worship before me and all will be yours. And Jesus answered and said, get behind me, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him alone shall you serve. So here we see in the kingdom of this world, there, there are systems and there are kingdoms and there are gatekeepers in those kingdoms. And Satan has a right to those kingdoms because what does he want? He, he, open, he opens up what he really wants. I want your worship. So keep this in mind. It's a sobering thought that I like to live with. When we choose to operate from the system of this world, we are actually worshiping Satan and opening a legal door in that area in our lives. 
That's what he's after. Whether we realize it or not. When we choose, it was said this morning, when you choose uh, unforgiveness, it, you, gotta get, you just got to deal with that thing. Everything you got to deal with. But deal with that thing real quick. Because if you don't deal with it, it becomes a root, and then it opens up to you all sorts of deception. And you start using Scripture to tell people why you're okay. No, it's true. Daniel 1. In the third year, this is Daniel 1, verse 1, of the reign of Jacob, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand with some of the articles of the house, which he carried into the land of, of Shinar to the house of his God. And he brought the articles in, into the treasure of the house of God. Why does this king have legal access to that place? Because they're serving idols. I didn't finish that thought. Here's the thought. Jesus actually says, and read it on your own, Matthew 18, he actually says that if you don't forgive, the church should treat you like an unbeliever. He said, treat them like a tax collector because they're acting like an unbeliever. Jesus is a whole lot more plainer than we make him out to be. Number two, those who are serving in the Babylonian system are troubled. Again, this is out of the book of Daniel. Now, in the second year of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar had dreams, and the spirit was so troubled that his sleep left him. Then the king gave a command to all the musicians and astrologers and sorcerers and Chaldeans to, to tell the king his dreams. So they came and stood before the king, and the king said to him, I have a dream, and my spirit is anxious to know the dream. This is even more fascinating. He's troubled, and so he's a gatekeeper in this nation. Individuals and nations suffer when the gatekeepers are troubled and operating from the demonic system. Because here, here's what he says. Then the Chaldeans spoke to the king of Aramaic. O king, live forever. Tell your servants the dream and we will give the interpretation. This is pretty rational stuff. You're troubled. You've called us to help. And this is where it gets real interesting. <laughs> and then the king answered and said to the Chaldeans, my decision is firm. He is so demonized, he doesn't want to tell him his dream that he's troubled with, and he goes, I'm going to kill all y'all if you don't, you don't tell me the interpretation. That's insanity. But a whole nation's about to suffer, and innocent people are about to be killed because the people of God were serving idols. You shall be cut to pieces, and your house shall be made an ash of heap. However, if you tell the dream and its interpretation, you shall receive from me gifts, rewards, and great honor. Therefore, tell me the dream, its interpretation. Nebuchadnezzar just questioned, can you, get, can you tell us the dream? No, I'm going to kill all y'all. This is what's happening. This is insanity. Then they, then, they, then they answered again and said, let the king tell his servants and dream and we will give its interpretation. You think you're in a tough workplace environment? We laugh, but this is what we're called to do. Then the king answered, I know for certain that you would gain time. <laughs> now he's getting mad. <laughs> he's insane and now he's mad. Because you see that my decision is firm. This is where it gets good. Nebuchadnezzar is asking for a question to be answered that's absolutely impossible. The world is actually looking for solutions that are absolutely impossible. 
And it exists between you and God. We are to serve the world by living from God's kingdom. Let me give you uh, some... This, these are certainly not exhaustive. I did really good. I, I, I just did a few. I can't wait to unload this in a school because this is a good subject for me. Here's five characteristics to operating God's kingdom, including those we opened up with. Here's number one, really, really important, an excellent spirit. Actually, everything I think I'm saying is important, so... Just preface that. I don't mean that to be arrogant, seriously. I, I, I just, I thought about that the other day and I thought, I've never stood up and go, this, I, I just have nothing to say and I haven't prayed. Like, anyone who stands in this holy desk should have something to say from God. It might not be the most eloquent thing you heard, but at least it's something from the heart of God. As much as I understand it to be. So if it's from the heart of God, everything's important. If a little kid gets up here, it's important. Now, some of you, your minds move. Okay, just get on. And it pleased Darius to set over the kingdom. This is Daniel 6. Over the kingdom, 120 satraps to be over all the, all the kingdom. And over these three governors, of whom Daniel was one. And the satraps might give account to them. So the king would suffer no loss. This is an evil man who is putting a godly man in charge because he knows his stuff won't get messed with. Then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and satraps. This, I love this. Because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king thought of setting him over, over, over the whole realm. So the governors and Sashap sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom. And they could find no charge. Lord, raise up Daniels where they can find no charge against us. Because he was faithful, nor would there's any error or fault found in him. Apparently, Daniel didn't hear that scripture. Well, you know, we all human. What's the point? The world system is attracted to people with an excellent spirit. This man is not looking for an evangelical, but he is looking for someone he knows who can protect his stuff. Why am I saying that? The world is not looking for godly, charismatic solutions. But if you got it, they'll take it. They're like, God's been taken. No, no, no. They don't care. If you can produce something for them, you can say in the name of Jesus, you can bind every devil in there. If you have an excellent spirit and you have a solution to bring to the table. They are attracted because it brings benefit and blessing to them. Reminds me, years ago, the Lord told me, the world, even if it doesn't convert as a whole, they should benefit because the people of God are in a particular place. Then the question is, where does an excellent spirit come from? Catch this part. An excellent spirit was in him. Back to the image of God. Image means likeness and resemblance. The very God gives honor to every believer. He bestows honor upon you. He makes you a citizen of the kingdom. A measure by which you know you've received that honor is an excellent spirit. It says an excellent spirit was in him. That which God had put upon Daniel had become part of himself. To see Daniel was to see God. 
What God called Daniel to become, he had become. Daniel is God's representation in this place. You are God's representation to the world around you. But you are a chosen. I read it before. Let's read it again. A chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into marvelous light. You have kingdom, royal blood flowing on the inside of you. It's not just supposed to stay there. It's supposed to touch everything you touch. It's supposed to touch every conversation you have, every relationship you have, every financial tra- transaction you have. They must know that they are in the presence of a godly ambassador from heaven. That is an excellent spirit. I'm going I'm to just, just brag on some people in here. Did a conference at the beginning of this year. There's a couple right over there, Carolyn and Reuben. I couldn't point out a lot of people in here. You want to talk about, you know, they, they understand the honor that God has given them. They took this thing and they ran with it like it was their own. There wasn't a thought, what am I going to get out of it? There wasn't a thought, how's my ministry going to grow out of this? When am I going to get to prophesy? Am I going to meet Lou Engel? It was all about serving people and having an excellent spirit. Yeah, you can clap. It's okay to clap. This is a go- what is this like a clap? It's like a golf clap. That's more of a NASCAR clap. Thank you very much. Chip and Nikki Black. He had a deaf in his family. Two. Most people. And I would have been fine with it. Hey, just can't make it. We got a lot going on. Shows up. Takes my meeting like it's his own. Brings his own sound system. Spirit of excellence. Come on. More of that, Lord. Yeah. Your ability... To be a blessing to the world around you in moments of great crisis will often be a defining moment for your life. And the enemy loves for you to turn inward. What about me? What about this? What about that? Excellent spirit. Second principle. Kingdom people understand purpose and live for eternity. Then the kingdom, then the king instructed Daniel 1. Aspinance, the master of the eunuchs, to bring some of, some of the children of Israel from the king's descendants. The young men in whom there was no blemish, but good looking, like Abner. That's what it says in my Bible. Gifted in all wisdom. Possess- That's not a joke. It's not a joke, Francis. <laughs> I had to lighten it up. This guy is very serious for a minute. Quick to understand and had ability to serve in the kingdom's palace, whom they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans. I'm going to touch on something in a minute, but these are guys with purpose. They have natural giftings. They have natural talents. But when you walk, the more you walk with God, like, I, I don't, I, I'm just going to be very transparent. Sometimes I meet people in ministry and it's like about their gift. 
And I just learned walking with the Lord, it's not about the gift that you have. Gift is just an outgrowth of walking with Him. But He uses... Let me just say this to you. Keep, if you don't listen to anything, everyone on earth was put here with a purpose. One of the greatest things, statements ever Miles Monroe ever said. You're here with a purpose. You have natural tendencies to like certain things, to dislike certain things. But those things must be tempered under the grace and the kingdom of God. So I say that because God is not against ministry, growth, all that stuff. It's all good stuff. But we live for a different place. We live for eternity. So we must live with the purpose, but understand that our purpose is not rooted in this world. I've been, I, from, I'm a very thankful person. I live, wake, oh, thank you, God. I walk around and I thank you, God, for this home. It's a nice place. Thank God there's nobody else there but me. <laughs> at least at the current time. <laughs> People are like, do you want a roommate? I want a wife, not a roommate. <laughs> People are like, would you rent out a room to me? No. I'm not a hotel. <laughs> a little too transparent there. But I like a quiet home when I get home. But we live thankful. But I always want to keep in mind, this stuff is all going to end one day. And the only thing that will really matter is the choices we made for eternity. And you will never regret saying yes to God. Two, they live for eternity and understand purpose. Matthew 6, do not lay up your treasures on earth where moss and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal. But lay for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth nor rust destroy, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. A few more here. Three, people who live from the kingdom. This is kind of simple, but I think it needs to be said. They know that God is their source. Not their company. God may provide it through a company. God may provide it through something. But God is your source. You don't need to become a religious con either. It's a religious con. Lord, help me. If you don't help me today, God, I ain't going to pay the rent. That's a religious con. That's manipulation. That's witchcraft. I'm not saying there's times you don't tell people your need, but some people live in that realm and they call it trusting God. not saying it's wrong to ask even at times. I'm just saying be careful because a lot of people who... who See, that is a poor representation of who God is sometimes. They go, we're trusting God. No, you're living with your parents. We're in the, no, you're 45 and you've lived with your parents 20 years. That's called a character flaw. I'm just saying it's, we have to get serious about some of these things. Yes, there's a place where we trust God, all that stuff. Listen, I understand that realm. 
but we don't manipulate people and play on their emotions and then call it God. Well, the law, the, the law just told them. No, you told them. I don't know why. Let's, let's not do that. You feel led to bless me? No. The secret which the king has demanded, the wise men and astrologers and musicians and soothsayers cannot declare to the king. Verse 28. But there is a God in heaven. As citizens of the kingdom, we are not alone in this world. I like this. This hit me like a ton of bricks a number of weeks ago. So Jesus said to them, this is to the disciples and your disciple. Peace to you as the Father sends me I also send you. Why do you not have to trust on being a religious con? Because no king sends his children or ambassadors into the world without the proper resources. It may look like the final moment, but here's the word of the Lord. You will never be broke a day in your life. You don't have to beg for money. You don't have to beg for resources. You don't have to beg for opportunity. If God is your source, the favor of God opens the door to everything you need open to you. No king would send his children somewhere without the right resources. Our young men go to battle. They don't go, well, how am I going to pay for the plane? No, the one sending them takes care of it. As a sent one, you're not left as an orphan. Heaven's resources are 100% committed to you. So also is the favor to fulfill everything that God has told you. Many believers are trying to receive and accomplish things according to the world system that only God's system can get to them. Favor is granted to every citizen of the kingdom regardless of the environment. Look at Daniel 1. Now God, he's captive. He doesn't do what they tell. They'll kill him. You want to talk about oppression? And here's the favor of God. And God brought Daniel into favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. I want to prophesy to you that God is going to bring favor into people in this room in environments you never thought was possible. I say that God is your source. I say God is sending you. He will open a door. No man can shut. No man can hold you down. No victim system can hold you down. The favor of... See, here's what he does. Because this whole system works by faith and love. So what does he try and do? He tries to get you into the propaganda of this world. You're sitting around at lunch with all these people who haven't produced anything for years and years and years. And it's like, you know, this company doesn't care about you. How long have you been in this position? Three years? Have you gotten a raise? What's he doing? He's trying to engage you in the propaganda of this world. Because he wants to put a fence in your heart. I want to also tell you, like some of you have been holding on for certain things, believing God for certain things. You have no idea God is working behind the scenes, working all things for your certain good. So he'll try, and, he'll try and put a fence in your heart, and that stops the flow and the purpose of God. 
Don't give in to that propaganda. Two more. You okay? It's only 1.30. There's no football game today either. We must learn to see reality from God's perspective. Romans 12. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Do not be conformed to this world. I read that because he's writing to believers. So even as believers, it's possible that we're conforming our thinking to this world system. But be transformed by the renewing of the mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Our family, our culture, our schools, our education have all played a vital role in our thinking, in our development as a lifestyle. I want to go back to Daniel 1 verse 3. These guys are sent into to be educated by this false system. It's a beautiful thing because it says that they were children and they didn't compromise. I want to suggest to you that the family is one of the most integral parts of raising kingdom people. I'll just give you a few examples. I give you an example of a negative. I didn't didn't know it, but you grow up in an environment where sometimes this is in your family bloodline. Sometimes we accept things. So I always thought you had to be anxious. Until my thinking began to be transformed. Until I started reading. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. So I started thinking, because I'm a type A personality, doesn't mean I have to put the burden of a situation on myself. What? I was conformed. Now I'm transformed. I haven't arrived, but I'm a whole lot better. Look at the person next to you. You're a whole lot better than you was yesterday. <laughs> i tell you this. I'll just tell you two principles. I remember, I, we, just, we just worked in my house. That's what we did. We didn't sleep till noon. Not even on Saturday. <laughs> and I remember, I always, had a, I, always, I always had, we called it, I called it some sort of hustle going on to make some money. <laughs> Not like I was cheating people. Or like, hey, you need your lawn done? I'm like seven years old. I had a business going. <laughs> it's not going to be cheap. <laughs> so I had paper out, all these things. I remember the first few bucks. Even, well, actually, it started when I, his birthday. So you get, get gifts. I like money gifts. Because then I could get what I wanted. I didn't want the same matchbox car. Open those gifts. People would leave. My mom would go, how much you got? Abner, you got $30. 10% of that belongs to the Lord. Boom, boom. My thinking's transformed right away. Took me as a little child even at that greed. So it's never been difficult for me to give. Not my tie. But I remember when things had like $170 in my bank account. And the Lord goes, give 100 The devil is a liar. <laughs> Think about though, when he's transforming you, he knows your future. So he's trying to, trying to rip you free of thinking it's about money. Trying to break you free of that. Break you free of thinking you've got to take care of yourself. Transform your mind. 
And a really important part, this is a principle that Jesus taught us. He taught how to live this way. Jesus called a little child to him and set him in the midst. And he said, surely I say to you, unless I love the word converted. So I want to say to you, some of you need to get converted. Unless you're converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of God. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. I'll tell you another story about my dad. This is how the Lord taught me how to begin to trust him. Certainly haven't arrived. When I was a kid, we lived on this street, Washington Street in Carlstad, New Jersey. I used to watch. I'm telling you, parents... Your kids watch you. They watch everything you do. How do you think they learn how to cuss? (laughs) Not your family, someone else's. But I used to watch them. If my bike broke down, if the lawnmower broke down, if something went wrong in the house, he fixed everything. If something went wrong with the car, he'd fix it. So my friends, I'm six years old, my friends would have issues. I said, just bring it over to my house. My dad will fix it. He can fix anything. The Lord spoke to me years ago. He said, you believed your dad could fix anything because he could. I want you to trust me that I can fix everything wrong in your life. One of the purposes of the spirit of truth is to deliver us from places we've conformed to in the pattern of this world thinking. I have never seen, since I got into ministry, so many people who fight for the right to stay ignorant. You teach them the Bible and they want to teach you what their dad taught them. Their ungodly dad. Teach them what the Bible says about giving. Oh, you just after my money. Propaganda. And God's trying to help them. But they're still trying to be conformed to this world. Listen, when we stand before God, and I'm going to stand before Him too, we can't say, oh, my my parents, they didn't want me to leave this church, even though you knew the other church was where your destiny lied. Well, we all get together for lunch on Sunday. That's not going to register in eternity. Transform. Break you free. We love all people. We love our family. But we don't let our family dictate what God has called us to do. Final one. This is the final one. Our only option was meant to be the kingdom of God. We must make a definitive choice to live from the kingdom to this world system. It's not that anyone's perfected, not that anyone, we're all these, these works in progress. That's why we need each other. That's why we need the influence of other people. That's why we need communities. That's why I tell you, if you, if you, if you consider this your home community and you stop in once every three weeks, your kids are seeing that. What they're interpreting is, this is not important. Come on. 
If you're tired, this is not important. You have something come up, this is not important. And here's the thing now that I get, I'm not that old, but I'm getting a little older. It's tough to look at your children and go, put God first when you didn't model it for them. It's not to put shame or guilt upon you. It's just to say you're sowing seeds of the decisions they're going to make. I could never look, and I can say this with all my heart, my parents aren't perfect. Certainly not. They didn't get it all right. No one does. But I could never look at my parents and say, you didn't put God first. I could never look at them and say, you let me put other things first. When I started getting older, they gave me certain choice, but I could never look at them and say, you weren't all in for God. They didn't know any other way of living. Here it is. Daniel 1 verse 8. Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portions of the king's delicacies, nor with wine which he drank. Therefore he requested from the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. What's this translation? New American Standard Bible says this. But Daniel made up his mind that he would not defile himself. The choice for certain things is made way before often they're presented to you. The choice to prosper God's way is made way before you get a million dollars in your bank account. And it's, it's got to be. It doesn't mean you, might, you won't miss the mark. Doesn't, if you miss the mark, just go, sorry God, I take responsibility, let's move on. Do you know, and just throw this out. I am landing. Landing a plane. What time you got to leave? Oh, you got time. (laughs) Say this. Do you know if you've asked God to forgive you for something and you're still meditating on it, you're engaging witchcraft? If you've asked God to forgive you for it, it doesn't exist anymore. Who is bringing it up to you? Break you free from performance, from all that stuff. I just break you all free from that. But just own it, move on. But you you gotta make a decisive decision. Remember the road runner who would stand in the middle of the road? Meet me. You know what usually happened to him? Got run over. The most frustrating thing for a lot of people is this they're still wavering between two opinions. They're still, uh, yeah, he's a nice guy. He's a little wild. I kind of like it because I feel something I don't feel in other churches I went to, but I don't know. If it's not here, you have to decide. Just decide. I like working with decisive people. I don't, I don't, especially men who's like, I'm not sure. Like, stop that. Make a decision. The final one is this. Sometimes, because you choose, it even present difficulty for you. It really does. But I want, this is my prayer. I don't know where I'm at in this, but this is my prayer. Like, like just pull it out here.
Daniel 3. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. See, their, their mind was made up. It was a done deal. If this is the case, because he's saying, like, if you don't worship me, I'm throwing you into the fiery furnace. Our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us from our hand, O king. I just, I'd rather believe God and totally fall off the cliff thinking I'm following him. I honestly would. I just decided, I think this is you. My counsel thinks it. Let's, let's go. Let's stop. No looking back. But I want it to be like them. But if not, let it be to you, you know, O king, we do not serve your gods. Nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up for us. That's my prayer. God, I'm all in. I'm all yours. Whatever you want to do, whatever you want to say. If it's time to go live in a hut in Africa, let's go on. And if this is you, you'll deliver me. If not, I'll be with you anyway. But let me not compromise. Because you're too worthy to do that. Receive this word. If you receive this word, just lift your hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, Samba Katabukaya. Rebo Robo Soto Robo Soto no Mokoyo Robo Soto Roboko. Kende Rebo Yarabasa Tarabakayarabasa. The Lord says that you're a peculiar people, and He is well pleased with the work of this house hand. And I say to you that in the coming months and years, the favor of God will come upon the people in this house as never before. And the Lord would say that you will begin to operate from the kingdom of heaven as never before. I bless you in the name of Jesus with with a spirit that was upon Daniel, that he made up his mind. The spirit that was on Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who would not bow who would not bow even in death. But I also say, just like he delivered Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, he will deliver you too. He will deliver you too. I bless your mind and your heart with the answers of Nebuchadnezzar. I say everything's possible with you. I break you free of wrong mindsets. I break you free of conformity. I say this house will not conform in Jesus' name. This house will be a house of purity, righteousness, and the fear of the Lord. Your people will walk as your people, holy people. Father, in Jesus' name, let no thing defile me or the people in this house, God. Let the fear of the Lord guard and protect us. I say this house will not have adultery enter it in Jesus' name. I say this house will not have strife enter it in Jesus' name. I say this house will not have greed enter it in Jesus' name. I say this house 
will, will love the Word of the Lord. They will say yes to the Word of the Lord. The most crazy impossible things. And the Lord would say, that's coming in the next season. You thought you've walked on the water. But the Lord says, you haven't seen anything yet. There is greater. There is more. There is greater days of outpouring. There is greater days to walk by faith and not by sight. And the Lord would say, keep your eyes upon me, the author and finisher of your faith. For I have called you for such a time as this. I've called you to stand in the fire. No difficulty will come. I say you will not be burned. Your descendants will not be burned. And you will be a sign, says the Lord. You will be a city set on a hill, overcoming all things, healed, prosperous, and whole in every way. And the Lord would say, it's now time for some of you even to take up land that you have not taken. For the Lord says that this is a season of progress. This is a season of forward motion. And the Lord would say to some of you, do not look back. Do not look back. Do not look back. Don't look at where the enemies tried to put shame upon you guilt upon you. I break you free from your previous mistakes. It has no power over you. It will not enter your consciousness. You are free indeed. You're free to explore the goodness of God. You're free to see reality from God's perspective. You're free from performance. I break some of you free from a religious self-righteous spirit. I break off even judgments you have in your heart and judgments against other people. I say today is a new day for you. <laughs> if you just received this word, let's just lift our voice all across this room and give God a great big praise. Just lift your voice. Lord. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Abner. Um, we truly received that word, and thank you for your... Uh, you know, Abner is what I would consider a very clean, set-apart, anointed servant of the Lord. And I want to also bless Abner today. I'm going to ask the ushers if you would come down. Those of you that are online, um, you can give Abner a gift online also. Uh, how many of you really felt like that spoke to you today? Four people? Okay. Thank you. Um, I want you to do this. I received this word of knowledge when James Maloney was here about receiving the prophet's reward. How many of you ever heard that in the past? If we receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, we'll receive the prophet's reward. And I wasn't sure what that was. And when I went online, I actually did one of his teachings and it's, I'm giving you the condensed version of it. The prophet's reward is whatever the prophet is walking in, whatever the anointing the prophet who just ministered is under, that is available to those who come in alignment with the prophet. We'll get recording from that. Did you get that? So if there's any part of that anointing that resonates with you that you want, I'm going to ask you to sow into that. If you're not even sure, I'm going to ask you to sew into that. If you need an envelope, put your hands up.
You know, we could have Abner here. I'm on Abner's board. I've been on his board for a long time, along with some other very anointed pastors. And we believe that Abner is, one, is, is and is going to be one of the most powerful, cutting-edge pro- prophetic voices on the earth. God sends the cream of the crop, the best of the best, into this house to speak and to minister to you. That is a privilege, and that is something that we honor. So I want you to do that in proportion to him today. Don't delay. Don't dilly-dally with it. If you need an envelope, put your hands up right now. Come on. If you would like to swipe a card, Carol, there's people in the back right now that are waiting on you to do that. Those of you online, I I just declare in Jesus' name over all of you that watch us every week. And for those, there are thousands of people that during the course of the week go on and watch this. We declare the same anointing is for you also. In Jesus' name, we consider you to be a part of this house. Blessing. Could you stand up real quickly? I know some of you are writing and some of you are pulling out. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to stand in a, I would call, a holy house. A house of people who have determined that they do not want church average. But Lord, since you're an above average God, you're calling for an above average people. And I believe in this house there is an above average people who walk in an above average anointing, that have an above average power and understanding of the kingdom of heaven upon this earth. And I declare that in Jesus' name, that on earth as it is in heaven, that we are pulling down the strategies right out of the throne room this very second, even this day, they've been put in the spirit of each one of you that can hear the voice of the word that went forth today, and that you are stepping into a brand new paradigm of the understanding of the power and the authority that the kingdom has offered to you. And I thank you, Lord, even for the revelation about the word with Satan understanding his power as he spoke to Jesus. How much more should your people today understand the power and the authority that they have with your word, with the supernatural, and with their finances? So this day, Lord, we thank you for such a beautiful um, uh, a blessing that you put upon this house and these people. And if you agree with that, say amen. amen. I want you to pass those buckets. Let them come by. I'm also going to give you this quick announcement. Every Wednesday night, I will be ministering this Wednesday night. And uh, I, I encourage you to be here. The worship is awesome. The word is awesome. Um, it is the same thing. You cannot live with just one meeting alone per week. So I encourage you to come and build yourselves up and to fellowship in that. You do not have to be home being discouraged. Make it a priority to come to the house of the Lord. Amen. So I thank you all. I honor all of you, and I declare that you're leaving this place with supersized blessings upon you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you want to come up and say hello and thank you to Abner, go right ahead. Give me some music, maestro.